Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I just want to talk to you guys about a little about forgiveness. It's been put on my heart to talk a little bit uh, about forgiveness, particularly because there's there's areas in everyone's life that we have a hard time forgiving others, and we forget that Jesus first forgave us of all our sins, past, present, and future, when he died on the cross in Calvary. And that was the goal. We had the Old Testament with the, with the Jews uh, in the Old Testament. All that did, and the sacrifices in the temple, everything, all that did was to reveal the need, reveal our sins, and reveal the need of a Savior because we couldn't save ourselves. We can't save ourselves. So we need a savior. We need someone to pay that price that we cannot pay. Uh, it's like we have a fine going to prison. We're in court. We're facing jail time. We're facing prison time. And the penalty is this astronomical amount of money that there's no way that we can pay so we're facing a life in prison uh, without the chance of parole but someone steps in goes to the judge and pays our fine in full so that now that we're we're free we're free from being sent to prison for life. That's what Jesus did for us. He forgave our sins, past, present, and future, so that we wouldn't have to spend life after life in prison called hell. And he did this while we were still sinners, while we were still sinning and blaspheming his name. He still died and paid our fine for us. So we have an example of what true forgiveness is. And without that, we wouldn't know what forgiveness was without having Jesus given us that example of what true forgiveness is. We wouldn't know what it was. We wouldn't know how to forgive if Jesus didn't do that for us. So we're going to look at a couple verses and a couple teachings from the Bible about forgiveness and and I know it touches every single one of us because I can guarantee every single one of us a is in need of forgiveness B sometimes has a hard time forgiving others who have sinned against us who's transgressed against us who have done things against us that we don't want to forgive. We're still holding and harboring that hatred 
and that unforgiveness in our hearts. So what does Jesus, what is the teaching? What does Jesus say to us about if we don't forgive others, like Jesus forgave us? In John chapter 20, verse 23, it says, if you, give, if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you refuse to forgive them, they are unforgiven. We can be confident that our sins have been forgiven in Christ. We can be. Because when he died on the cross, he paid our fines, not only our past fines, our sins, but our present and our future sins. Jesus was given this, uh, given the disciples their spirit-powered and their spirit-guided mission to preach the good news about Jesus to people so people's sins might be forgiven because that is something that we face is that certainty of hell if we don't accept that free gift that's given to us to forgive our sins the, the, the disciples didn't have the power themselves to forgive sins only God has the power and Jesus incarnate it was God incarnate Jesus had the power to forgive sins and he did it multiple times but Jesus gave them the privilege of telling new believers that their sins have been forgiven because the because of the acceptance of Jesus being their Lord and Savior our Lord and Savior we have that forgiveness and we have that security and that that knowledge that we do have that forgiveness all believers have the same privilege we can announce the forgiveness of sins with certainty when we find and we call out and we and we confess our sins and we cry for Jesus to become Lord and Savior of our lives. We've messed up enough. We've made a mess and a horrible mess of our lives on our own. We need someone to come in and take the driver's seat from us. And we need to be, he needs to be the navigator. He needs to be the guiding force in our lives. We need to sit back and say, okay, Jesus, you're in control. What do I need to do now? If we confess, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins to him, Jesus, God, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from every wrongdoing. So we don't have to keep continually asking for for forgiveness of the things that when we become believers Jesus automatically cleans our slate and he doesn't hold these things against us just like we when people have transgressed against us we should clean that slate start from beginning and start fresh forgiveness is complete even when confession isn't. Confession is, is supposed to free us to enjoy fellowship with Christ. 
it should ease our conscience and lighten our cares but some people some Christians don't understand how it works they feel so guilty that they confess the same sins over and over and over again that's not putting faith in Christ that's just that's like saying you know what Jesus you didn't do it good enough the first time so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep forgiving I'm gonna keep asking for forgiveness uh, thinking that the more I tell you the more I ask the the better the forgiveness that I'm gonna get we need to understand that when we ask we need to have faith and know for certain Jesus forgave us right there on the spot clean slate we don't have to keep asking him for that same sin that we did 20 years ago we don't need to ask because that's not putting faith that's not that's showing that we don't have faith in Jesus and we're also saying that he doesn't have the power to say when we ask once that he's gonna do it that we're not believing that he is faithful to forgive us of that sin if we continue to sin yes he is gonna forgive us then we need to really believe do we have faith that Jesus can keep us from this we need to put our faith in him that he needs to keep us pure and keep us guided and on the track to keep the will of God in the forefront of our minds so we don't have to keep going back and and asking for forgiveness we need to trust in Christ that Christ can remove those temptations from us so when we look at forgiving others that's hard sometimes it really is and I'll be the I'll be the first one to admit it it is hard to forgive others because I deal with that uh, because I deal with that about forgiving others when they've done a wrong to us we need to step back and remember who did we first do wrong to and he still forgave us who are we still doing wrong to still doing wrong to and he still forgives us Jesus is faithful to forgive us of our sins we need to be faithful and we need to forgive others just like Jesus forgave us in Genesis 45 verse 5 it says don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me for God did it he sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives Joseph is a model of genuine forgiveness when people have transgressed against us Joseph is the, is the model that we need to look at the human model Joseph was rejected he was kidnapped he was enslaved he was imprisoned all at the hands of his brothers who started this 
that whole chain of events. Although, although his brothers had been unfaithful to him, he graciously forgave them and shared his prosperity with them. Joseph demonstrated how God forgives us and showers us with goodness even though we have sinned against them. The same forgiveness and blessings are ours if we ask for them. Forgiveness, true forgiveness is a mark of the Christian life. Romans 12, 21. Don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. As I said, forgiveness is a mark of a Christian life. In verse 21, it summarizes the real core of Christian living. If we love someone the way Christ loved us, or loves us, we will be willing to forgive. If we have experienced God's grace, and we as believers have experienced God's grace, we will want to pass it on to others and remember grace is undeserved favor. Don't do it by getting something back. This person's wronged us or hurt us. We need to step up the game and show them the love, the love that Christ first showed us when he forgave us. We need to return the favor and show this individual, whoever sinned against us, family member, friend, parent, whoever, we need to show them the same love that God showed us. Because wouldn't we be hypocrites? If we're expecting God's love and favor and grace, His unmerited favor, unearned, we spit in God's face and He still forgave us. And then we want to turn around and not forgive our brothers, our sisters, our family members, our friends. Doesn't show much of a witness of our Christian life if we're not willing to forgive like he forgave us. By giving an enemy a drink, we are, we're, not, we're not excusing his misdeeds, his, his actions against us. We're recognizing him, we're forgiving him, and loving him in spite of his sins against us just as Christ did for us. Forgiveness is contrary to the patterns of this world. We see where people are holding these sins against people and it's, it's not a worldly morale, morality. Uh, we as Christians need to step up 
be sanctified, be set apart from the world. We need to set the standard. We need to raise the bar, set the level with being empowered by Christ. We need to set the standard and say, you know what? You will follow us. We're not going to stoop to your level. You need to rise to where we are. I'm not saying we're better than anyone else. Just as pastors are set to a higher standard, accountability, just as the President of the United States, the governors, the senators, anyone in a, in, in a position of authority are set above, set up to a higher point of accountability, we as believers in Christ should be set up and are set up to a higher point and higher set of standards that we need to show the world, you know what, we do have this higher set of standards and beliefs and we need to guide the world to where our belief system is. We need to rise above petty things in the world and and we need to set the standard. In the military, you have the standard that you carry, the guide, uh, that flag when you're running and marching. That needs to be high. We need to put God first in our lives. And only by putting God first in our lives, then we can truly love one another and then we can truly experience the forgiveness that Christ gave us. And only then can we truly forgive our brothers and our sisters and our family members and our friends who transgress against us. Forgiveness involves both attitude and actions. If you find it difficult to feel Forgiving of those who have hurt you, try responding with the kind action. If appropriate, tell, tell the person that you would like to heal the relationship. Go to them and say, hey, I want to fix this. There, there's tension between us. I want to fix this. I want to get over this tension. Give them a helping hand. Say something nice about them. Say something nice to them. Uh, offer that that hand of fellowship and friendship. Send them a gift. Many times you will discover that right actions lead to right feelings. If we expect to be forgiven, we need to practice forgiveness. Matthew six fourteen, or Matthew six fourteen and fifteen. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you for, if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So harboring unforgiveness in our in our hearts against our brother. is very damaging 
and it has eternal consequences. If we're not forgiven, if, we're, if we don't forgive, we're not forgiven. Jesus gives a startling warning about forgiveness. If we refuse to forgive others, God will also refuse to forgive us. Why? Because when we don't forgive others, we are denying our common ground as sinners in need of God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness of sin is not the direct result of our forgiving others, but it is based on our realizing what forgiveness means in Ephesians 4.32. It is easy to ask God for forgiveness, but difficult to grant it to others. Whenever we ask God to forgive us for our sins, we should ask ourselves, have I forgiven the people who have wronged me? And I'll leave with this. Don't keep a tally of how many times a certain individual has sinned against you or this person did this, this person did this, or this person did this. Don't keep this running tally because what did Jesus say about our sins? Our sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. He will remember them no more. That means they're done. They're forgiven. So if he has removed those sins from us and he is not going to throw them back in our face and say, remember this, remember that, remember this, remember that. We were, we were rescued from that. We were cleaned by the blood of Christ for those sins. So if he's not going to hold those against us, then we should not hold them, meaning sins and wrongdoings, against our brothers and sisters. We need to have that heart of forgiveness. And we need to share with Jesus, or we need to share with others, the power that Jesus has to forgive us. And that we need to share that if someone has done something to us, that we need to show them the same thing, the, the same love, the same kindness that He first showed us. So I challenge you, if someone has done something against you and you're harboring that in your heart, say a kind word, do a kind action. By doing these kind things to, for or to this individual or individuals, your feelings towards this person will start to change. And we need to get back into that right fellowship. Just like we 
through our sins cause that divide, that true fellowship with God. Just like Adam did in the garden, walked with God. And through his sin, that true genuine fellowship was separated because of our actions. We need to ask for forgiveness, trust that the power of God will forgive us, done, once we believe and once we've accepted Jesus into our hearts as our Lord and Savior. It's a done deal. Our slate is cleaned. Then we need to ask God if, if we're pursuing things that we know that are contrary to God's will, we need to ask God for the power and the strength to keep us from these temptations. And last, remember that God first forgave us while we were still sinners and still sinning. We need to forgive others when they sin against us or are sinning against us. Do a kind, kind deed and watch your feelings change for this individual. I pray that this has been informational, encouraging, uplifting. And I challenge you, again, to do something. Whoever's doing, whoever you're harboring these feelings towards, do something nice and watch these change. Watch your feelings towards this individual change. Thank you. And this has been another episode of Expressions in Faith Ministries. And the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So remember that. I love you guys and have a wonderful day. Thank you and God bless.